Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast from Grace Anglican Church of Grove City, Pennsylvania. Our goal in every sermon is to proclaim the bold truth of the Word of God, especially the undiluted grace of Jesus Christ. If you want to learn more about our church, check out our website at graceanglicanonline.com. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. A little reflection. You know, the earliest depiction of Jesus Christ is a second century piece of graffiti. Uh, It's scratched into Roman plaster, and the graffiti depicts the crucified Christ with the head of an ass. And there's a Roman uh, soldier who is giving tribute to him. And then there are words that are written underneath this scene. It reads this way, Alex Amenos worships his God. The intention of the artist was to mock both Christ and the worshiper of Christ. That's what this passage is really all about. Jesus of Nazareth received mockery himself, as did his followers, and Paul is writing to people in the very metropolitan and erudite city of Corinth. And these people are under uh, sort of light mockery and persecution because of their connection to Jesus. And people in the first century, just like people now, think that the message of the cross is stupid. And different groups found the message of the cross objectionable, ludicrous, and stupid for a variety of reasons. He summarizes them here in in sort of a broad brush way, that Jewish people thought the message was stupid because it lacked a certain heavenly panache. They were very interested in shock and awe treatments from God. That was the Old Testament way of expressing the divine hand at work. And he also thought that the Greeks... Um, would hate it because the Greeks, says Paul, are interested in the wisdom tradition and the cross doesn't look very wise. You know, it's not a beautiful piece of poetry. It's not the Iliad. It's not the works of Socrates and it lacks a certain finesse or intellectual coherence or wise sophistication. The cross, says St. Paul, is a rough message, rough enough to kill. Uh, It's not a set of rules to be obeyed. It's not a poem to be fathomed. It's not a worldview to adopt. It's an instrument of death, a torturous instrument of death, and it offends both because of what it exhumes as well as it portrays. Uh, The cross exhumes our lack of righteousness before God. Uh, I was uh, watching a protest (laughs) on TV the other day, and it was, it was showing historic protests, and one of them was a protest of the Vietnam War where people started singing the song. You've heard it. All we are saying is give peace a chance. The same group later lit Molotov cocktails and were throwing them at banks. You know, uh, what the cross exhumes is that we don't believe in any of that. We do not believe in compassion. We do not believe in mercy. We do not believe in tolerance. We believe whatever the totalitarian living in our head tells us to believe. And we enact that no matter how much pious language we want to give our lives. The cross exhumes us, catches us all red-handed. We give the, the word, the definitive word, no to God. That's what the cross says. It exhumes who we are. But more than that, it portrays in the abused and 
sunken and crushed body of Jesus Christ the means of our pardon. This is the way that pardon is unleashed upon the world. And both of those things, what the cross exhumes as well as what it portrays, are deeply offensive and cause many modern-day versions of cross revulsion. Lots of revulsion regarding the cross today. On one side of our cultural divide, we have people that despise the cross because they believe there's no sin to die for. Because many of the things that scripture defines as sin need, in our current moment, to be celebrated rather than repented of. And so the cross is folly because why would you need to die for something that isn't pathological or criminal behavior? On the other side of the cultural divide, well, they despise the cross because they don't think we need it. People, if they try diligently enough, can pull themselves up and make themselves better. And therefore, the cross is simply not necessary. What's necessary is a whip, (laughs) something that lashes against you saying, don't be as lazy as you are be something better. Well, we have our own ways of hating the cross just as they did, but it is of no use, at least not according to the Apostle Paul, because the cross is the locus. It is the nuclear center of God's power. It is the only place where we see that power uh, in a way that brings us closer to God rather than further away, the power of amnesty. Uh, Yeats said it, you know, the poet Yeats, I put it on Facebook this morning, that the power, that he, he understood something about this interesting power of God that would shut the mouths of all the world. And he wrote in his play, The Resurrection, the odor of blood where Christ was slain made all platonic tolerance vain and vain all Doric discipline. Platonic tolerance is uh, sort of the left wing side of things where let's live and let live, and let's not be critical about anything. And Doric discipline is the right-wing side of things. Let's have everything highly structured and accountable all the time. And he's saying the cross exhumes the absurdity of both of those positions, because everybody was universal in their condemnation of the great man. And that great man turned and didn't strike us but forgave us instead. So Paul's audience knew that they were being libeled and labeled as stupid. Uh, They understood that they were painted with the same brush that painted Christ. And, you know, stupidity is a very hurtful insult. I can be called many things and endure it. I don't like being called stupid. I don't know if you're like that. So one time I was in the car with Monique, and we had friends from out of town Uh, visiting us and we were first married and I was trying to give everybody a tour of Pittsburgh and I thought I knew the city really well and if you've ever been there it's not possible to drive in and like live most of the I mean it's just whoever set it up was clearly on some sort of uh, um, uh, hallucinogenic or narcotic so we were taking the tour of of Pittsburgh but I got lost imagine that so I got lost and Monique was really helpful she was trying to give me directions but I was I, I felt insulted by that because I should know, and she's from New Jersey. What does she know? And so I, and I got more and more lost and in bad parts of town, and, and she kept trying to fix the situation, and I finally lashed out, and I said, do you think I'm stupid or something? She never said I was stupid. She wasn't acting like I was stupid, but I inferred it. Maybe you're like that, hypersensitive, if people regard you as stupid. Well, the desire to appear brilliant and cosmopolitan and even uh, dismissive, of ideas that we, that we deem unseemly. That's extremely alluring, even for me. Right, right now, it's very alluring. Uh, even if it means turning a blind eye 
turning a blind eye to the cross and to the one upon it and everything he ever did or said. And so my question to us, to myself, are we prepared to be regarded not only as out of sync with the so-called right side of history, which always depends on who's defining the terms, but are we prepared to be called stupid, gullible, simple, unsophisticated, just like Jesus Christ? If you say yes, if you say yes to that, yeah, I can do that. Well, then you understand to some degree the nuclear core of the power of God, which is amnesty, pardon, which is the cross that exhumes, but also forgives. And living in that place uh, is the ground zero of transformation and freedom. Amen. They took your life. They could not.